0: So we, we continue um, our journey around the world, um, having a look at different uh, experiences in various countries. And uh, next, we go to the Netherlands, where, um, from where Jackie Bierhorst will tell us about the Dutch experience. Over to you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Um, it's always difficult after lunch, because most people want to do a little nap when you just have lunch. Um, which I don't share because I need to present today. And I'm very proud that I'm being here, that I'm allowed to be here and represent the Netherlands. And I'm representing the broadcasters, both public as private broadcasters. And I have different roles amongst others for World DAP, but today I'm representing the Netherlands. And in the Netherlands, uh, radio listening is, as in the rest of the world, very popular. Nearly 90% of all uh, Dutch people listen to the radio weekly and they do it with that's more than 13 million people and they do that, n- do that nearly three hours uh, a day so it's it's important but what we also see and uh, is and I was told you'd like to know more about why on earth should you as a broadcaster invest in digital distribution because it's only costing you extra well, and I, I'm, in the first part of my presentation, I give some answers to that. Uh, some have some overlap with this morning. But as we can see, is radio distribution, but also radio listening is shifting to digital. So it's on mobile, it's online, it's broadcast through set top boxes. Um, and broadcast is the new phenomenon depending on where you live. When you live in Norway, it's not new at all. It's already there. And in the Netherlands, we started this At 2013 so listening next to broadcasting uh, or next to distribution listening is also increasingly digital and uh, we see that 52 percent is nowadays FM broadcast but it's diminishing it used to be 82 or 90 percent so it's diminishing and it's all shifting to digital different ways of listening so for us Digital hybrid is now and the future of radio. It's connected, DAB Plus and IP. You've heard it before. But back in 2011, uh, before, it was already, before uh, we started with DAB it was already quite clear that media consumption globally was changing. It was under pressure, uh, the traditional media, and it was shifting. And um, you have to do something. You owe it to your own standard if you are a broadcaster, a radio broadcaster, to keep on broadcasting as well as explore and uh, inspire to do other things. You owe it to your standard. So um, all Dutch radio stations are in favor to be there wherever listeners are on any device. So that means also new digital ways of broadcasting. And digital radio, as you've heard this morning, can stimulate new commercial radio revenue. So digitization knows a number of benefits to listeners, which has been mentioned before. Digital sound quality, which, is a, which depending on how uh, many kilobits the broadcasters uh, choose to, to, uh, to broadcast this program on, it's improved quality. We are very happy in the Netherlands because we have a very beautiful FM uh, frequency, uh, frequency spectrum. Uh, filled with beautiful uh, quality stations, but DIB can improve that. So there's more choice, there's better coverage, especially for commercial broadcasters. The public broadcaster in the Netherlands has a distribution of nearly well, of 100%, 100% on broadcast FM, but the commercial bro- broadcasters didn't and don't on FM. It's very difficult to get, because of the uh, full spectrum, it was very difficult to get on FM. And then there was only leftover packages, not even entirely uh, uh, coverage of all over the Netherlands. So um, with DAB+, you do have that coverage. I'll show you in a bit. New data services can be delivered. And it's very easy to use, because you can navigate on Alphabet, uh, if the interface is good, of the radio. And which is quite easy. You don't have to remember any frequencies. For broadcasters, as you saw with Absolute, or what Joan has shown you this morning, you can innovate. So you can improve the number of stations you have and uh, make your brand even more important. Brand extensions, coverage, as I just told you, is not only for listeners, but also for broadcasters. uh, Very important that every Dutchman can listen. And it's more cost efficient. The FM, as we've seen before, and Darren said earlier, uh, the EBU has done some very important research. And I took the liberty of putting in the URL here. So if you are interested, because it's a really good, good, uh, thorough report telling you on the differences on FM, IP, and broadcast DAB+. Um, and it's, it's showing you that it's five to eight times cheaper to have a a broadcast network through uh, through, uh, digital. We chose DAB, by the way, uh, for a good reason. I'll get back to that. For society, it's greener distribution. It's a universal standard. It's free to air. It's an open standard. And it's there for emergency alerts. As we've seen, also uh, important, we've seen terrorist attacks in Brussels, for example. If you are then depending on your radio station to be broadcast or uh, through a streams, streamed through IP, the network is out, as we saw in Brussels at the airport with the attack. So it is important to have broadcast there. Even if people choose to use their IP more often than broadcast, you still owe it to your standard to be there. And there's no gatekeepers. So all radio stations in the Netherlands push DAB Plus as a backbone, a broadcast backbone. And it's DAB because uh, we do that all over Europe. And if you would do this in a small country like ours and you do it all by yourself and you want to be very good at it, you will never be successful. Because you're part of Europe, we are a part of Europe, so we need to do it together. And this is why we're joining forces with Germany, with Belgium, with France, with Austria, with Denmark, with Norway, with UK, all our colleagues, we work together. And that is what you've heard before, collaboration, about the five Cs. The five Cs, it's coverage, content, cars, consumer devices, and communication. But actually, the six C is collaboration. It's the most important one. But there's one more thing important. I'm going to show you some slides on what we thought was important for Dutch broadcasters, and then especially commercial broadcasters, Before it led up to distributing through DAB+, we had to fight some battles. Because the first one is policy and regulations. So as broadcasters, you are, of course, competitors. And you've heard this sentence before, um, compete on content, collaborate on distribution. And this is an important sentence because If you want to influence the policy and regulation, you have to do that in time. Before there's any DAB license, you need to know what you want. Because if you're clear on what you want out of it, then you can be helped. So dual illumination costs money, for example. How do you feel as United broadcasters, especially the commercial ones, but also when you collaborate with public? How do you feel that problem can be solved? What do you want from the government for you to make a decision to go and invest in a future? You want something out of it, too. And you need to be clear, and this is different for many countries, what you want out of it. And I'll give you an example of what was interesting for the Netherlands, but also that started with our government. Our government is very involved in radio and emphasizes on the importance of radio, again and again, because of yeah public interest, actually. So it's an important medium for distributing and receiving news, entertainment, opinion. It's free to air. This is how our, our policymaker looks at radio. In the event of emergencies, it's a, it's a reliable source. It's robust. And it's a public interest for those reasons. So they created a digitization policy in 2011. This this policy was created before 2011, and this policy was implemented by 2011, on the 20th of April until the 1st of September, 2017. So before all these different sentences were implemented, the, the, uh, um, how do you say that? Uh, Competitors, the competition of commercial broadcasters, worked together in their lobbying towards the government on what to get out of it. And those set of rules were not all, of course, embraced by the government, but most of them were, were. So we started to collaborate, collaborate on distribution and compete on content. And we even made a step further. First, I go back to the digitization policy. Um, So our government wanted to have have mobile listeners need uh, a central, reliable source of radio. They wanted the broadcasters to promote the transition to digital radio. Um, This was a very important one. The FM frequencies were auctioned, and they expired in September 2011. And then they had to decide, are we gonna auction them again? Or are we gonna lengthen them? They were lengthened until September 2017, from September 2011. This meant another six years of certainty for the existing commercial broadcasters, which was very important because that's their revenue. And if you're not certain whether you will win an auction, then it can be very uh, tricky. And at least in the year that you have to do an auction, it can be even so that no media agencies want to get involved with you and go to your competitors. So it's really, really dangerous stuff. So this was very, uh, very important to the, to, the, uh, to, cr- to the commercial broadcasters. So a link was made between analog and digital. Keeping analog, invest in digital. So the government also said, if you're gonna do digital rollout, and it was technique neutral, so they didn't say DAB or DRM, or F, they, it was digital terrestrial. We chose DAB for the different reasons I already mentioned before and that have been presented. But they said, if you, if you start building your network, make sure it will have 80% or 40% geographical mobile coverage in 2013, by September, and in 2015 you have to have 80% geographical coverage, mobile reception. We chose completely otherwise, we chose more than 95% geographical mobile coverage, because otherwise we didn't know how to market it. You cannot market in a little little part, because we are not so big as Australia or this country, so we don't have populations all centered in Rotterdam. They live everywhere. It's a tiny little country with 16 million people. Um, so we had incentives to invest in digital. The secure distribution of FM, the permit of FM, and a new permit for DAB until September 2017, with a possible extension to 2023. Capacity on DAB, at least two channels, 144 kilobit per license holder, nine license holders. And the license holders are the broadcasters themselves, so not the operator. This differs per country. You can have a license holder who is the operator, like in Norway or in Belgium. In the Netherlands, it is the five commercial license holders, the nine, I mean nine (laughs) commercial license holders, that own a multiplex together, and therefore they had to, f- to, to collaborate on operating that multiplex. And I did the quote for them, and we implemented it through, cable, to, through a, a, an operator, which is called Broadcast Partners. And then depending on the topology you choose, the private broadcaster, for example, chose another topology than the commercial broadcasters. The networks are more expensive or less expensive. And then, of course, it is important to, again, go to the EBU report just to read. But if you want, uh, there there are operators, and there are differences in how they they build the networks and how much they cost. Norkring in Belgium builds another kind of topology, topology network than built by the broadcast partners in the Netherlands. Then, for example, KPM broadcast in the Netherlands. It's also different. And one is much more expensive than the other, but it's not worse or better. It, it can even be, a cheaper one can be better. So it, it, it needs good technical people, good technical skills. What we also had was no restrictions on the use of digital spectrum in formats, same as in Australia. And you've heard it before, the first option to become the owner of the multiplex, because it can be competition that comes in, a very big group like Bauer or whatever, and they they know the opportunities in other countries. So you have to be sure whether you, when you say no, why you say no. You can share your multiplex costs, and uh, so you have no competition during your construction years on the AB+. Plus. So this is 11C. Um, this is the, 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 commercial, uh, the commercial layer. And uh, we started with the nine commercial broadcasters plus one. That was an obligation in the license from 2011 to 2017. The MPO, which is the public broadcaster, has a nationwide single frequency network on 12C. And um, the, they also started uh, one month later on DAB Plus. they changed it from DAB into DAB Plus. It's both single frequency networks. The regional networks were implemented, I won't go into depth too much on the technique, but they were implemented on 2015, and there's another, uh, lo- uh, another regional network, which is from MTV and L, not to be confused with MTV as a music television, but something else. So, uh, in the meantime, we're now living in 2018, and 2017, it was exciting times before that because we had to lobby again. And we never stopped lobbying, by the way. It's always important to collaborate and know what you want, know what you want. So by the 1st of January, 2016, the ownership rules were, I don't know if it's the correct word, relaxed. You, you were obliged to have, if you had, um, it's, it's quite complicated, but you were not allowed to have several stations Um, as you were not allowed to have newspapers or in the same group. But those ownership restrictions were relaxed. So this is why we now have Talpa Radio in the Netherlands, which has Sky Radio in it, Veronica in it, Radio 538, um, uh, and Radio 10, which is the biggest group now that we have. But before the 1st of January 2016, this was forbidden. So it's a very different competition area. Um, the FM licenses were actually ended. Uh, Sorry, they were extended. So the FM licenses for the private broadcasters were extended. This was initially already lobbied before 2011. It had the option to be extended in 2017, and we actually made it work. So till 2023. And uh, by the 1st of September 2017, the digital licenses were completely renewed. So they were ended the day before and new licenses have been given out. So it was still uh, linked together, but it was not lengthened because there was no obligation anymore to do a second channel. So they did not fill in the 144 kilobit per, when you have the nine broadcasters and everybody had one ninth of a multiplex, with this which comes out to 144. So I'll show you later what that meant for the number of channels. But back to collaboration is key to success, back to policy and regulation. So before you do anything, even though you don't like each other, even though you don't trust each other as competitors, start talking. Just start talking, and perhaps you already do so, so I'm not aware. But you find something that you all want. And that's already one thing. And out of that, it will grow into a more professional approach towards your governments. So they know that what the, what the radio industry needs can be something they live up to. So if that's in place, then you take care of your coverage and your content, and your consumer device, and, your car, and then the fun part starts of the work. Um, And the Netherlands is proud to be the quickest in the launch throughout Europe. But that only came because of collaboration. As you can see on the left, it's the public broadcaster. In the middle is the commercial broadcasters, all united, so the nine, and the Ministry of Economic Affairs. But below, you can see the regional broadcasters, but also the organization of all manufacturers, so the umbrella organization, if that's the correct English word, but also from the retail. So manufacturers and all retailers, all seven formulas, but also the e-tailers, bol.com, Coolblue, and the car industry, the Dutch car industry, all united in this group. But these are the ones, what Joan also said, the broadcasters, they are steering it. This led to a a number of uh, stations, uh, Darren already showed the slide that we had 13 uh, stations on FM nationwide, and we now have 30 stations on DAB nationwide. And the regional channels are there. So we have four different ensembles to say. Um, Two single frequency networks, one of the public broadcaster, one of the commercial broadcaster, we have one of the regional channels, which is actually divided in five, and we have MTV and now, it's just a little bit of repetition, but it's the first time you hear me speak, so I want you to understand how it's how it's implemented. Uh, what we did do with those two, in 2017, we improved. We improved so not only we had new digital licenses, we also improved the quality of the network. So now 99% mobile reception, uh, both of the national single frequency multiplexes. And indoor, it's like approximately 80% coverage. And indoor, of course, people have other options as well as the set of books, as the smart speakers, because the future is hybrid. But today, I'm aiming at DAB plus and why DAB plus, so I won't go into depth on the hybrid part too much. But it is important for the car industry and the smart speaker. And therefore, it's impor- if, if you, for example, in, in Belgium, they choose uh, as a player that is also in Australia, but in UK you have radio player and you have DAB, and it works together, it's hybrid, and it can switch seamlessly, which is built in in the Audi A8. As an example, it works really, really beautiful. And, it, and the listener doesn't even notice what he's listening at. And this is exactly how it should be. But we, as broadcasters, need to build it that way. But you cannot do it alone, because you have to have all these receivers doing it, receiving it in any way you're offering it. And these are, of course, based today on DAB+. Plus. Um, and you have them in all sorts of ways. There's more than f- 550, 600 different devices and in cars, as Darren already said, you saw the same brands, I made them a little smaller. But all of them have it. And now it's the trick to get it in as standard, so not, not that so the people don't have to pay for it in an executive package or some kind of option and ask 800 euro for it or something. It's not necessary. So DAB is the successor of FM, but it's not a goal on its own to switch off FM if it's not relevant anymore this is how we feel that it goes that it will go it's an organic growth if people listen through digital more and more we just saw 52% is fm and all the others is 48 is other if 52 goes down to 30 and it will be 70 which is diff- digital and then you can do the maths you spend so much money on your fm costs and digital is the way you move forward and you earn your money with, you can take a decision of switching something off. But then you start thinking on when, how, what, so you don't damage your continuity. So DAB is the successor of FM, and there's a 100% commitment out of our government, out of the broadcasters, and therefore, all together, we make a yearly plan. And we started doing that in 2013. And this has to do with marketing, Once you chose to do DAB+, how you move forward. And then you can have KPIs, key performance indicators, because you need to know where you spend all your money on. If you uh, invest in the technique, that's one thing, but then you start investing in people. You do an organization like Digital Radio NL, which is very tiny, but it needs to work efficiently, and it costs money. And you need to work on the manufacturers and the retailers, that costs money. And you need to go to the car industry, you need to collaborate with other countries that cost money, you need to, you need to do those, those things. But then you need to know, does it really help? So you do key KPIs on knowledge, attitude, and behavior. So you can measure them yearly. You can have yearly measurements with the goal to create growth through the various stakeholders on knowledge, on attitude, and behavior around DAB+. Um, we do that by, via a big DAB Plus campaign. And that's throughout the year, we have different flights. And we have them on radio, on television, on social. Uh, on, uh, so it's very recognizable because all stations participate and we have one voice. It sounds the same everywhere. So if you are a fan of station A, and you always listen to A, the DJ of station A is telling you in the week of the digital radio, which was this year in June, what the unique selling points are for DAB Plus and what the difference is with IP radio or set-top boxes. So they're explaining things. If you're a big fan of station K, he will tell you the same thing by another DJ or presenter. So it's your tone of voice, your, the, the one you believe as a listener. That, you, that will tell you about it but that's only one week a year we call that the week of the digital radio and that's this thing this logo um, it's an important week because not only all broadcasters join during that week in program and in commercial breaks but also all manufacturers and all retailers join forces so 1400 stores throughout the netherlands Raise a flag say, it's week of the digital radio, you can get discount on your DAB Plus radio. And it's folders, and it's on websites, and it's everywhere. So we have digital radio online with the information. As you can see, the new logo that's, um, uh, that's being suggested by World DAB for DAB is implemented in the Netherlands already. Um, this is an example of the Digital Radio Week on how, for example, Pure, which is a manufacturer, uh, did a giveaway with a station, but also Sony with newsletters. Um, we have had we have a very big this is five meters long in a big store. It used to be in Amsterdam with one million visitors uh, a year. So seeing meeting DAB Plus the Radio Goes Digital so, you, Sorry, I'm doing something wrong. Um, so uh, you can use the slogan, you can use everything that we create in stores. And we have a TV commercial which I'd like to show you. What are the symptoms? Nou, zou you misschien even naar mijn oren willen kijken? Want alles klinkt zo analoog. Ach, ja. Ik zal maar meteen met de deur in huis vallen. Het zijn niet uw oren. Het is uw radio. Wat? Ik ga u DAB Plus voorschrijven. Kijk eens, drie maal daags, een uurtje. Geniet van digitale radio met DAB Plus, de digitale opvolger van FM. Let's get digital. This is uh, one of our tele- television ads, which fits the radio ads that we do, um, which is of course we're different again than from the week from, so it's it's depending on the... On the time of year, when it's the most wonderful time of the year, we have Santa Claus telling you that he wants to give away different presents. Um, This led uh, to uh, sales. These are the numbers for the end of December 2017. So I don't have any new facts and figures because they're very expensive, we're tiny, so we have them once a year. Um, But I think we will have the one millionth uh, DAB radio uh, bought Somewhere this week, next week, the week after that, it's quite soon. So we're proud of this result. And uh, we had in Q4 2017 a new record, because it was the highest uh, number of units sold ever since uh, we implemented it in May 2014, when we started communicating. The name awareness was supposed to be 64%, as we estimated it in our KPIs, but it's 72%. So we're happy with that. New cars sold in the whole year 2017, so new cars which were sold with DAB plus a standard on board, was 37%. Second half of 2017, it was already 39%. So what we aim for is those 41% is product marketeers of importers, because they don't create the cars in the Netherlands themselves, that those are product marketeers who decide whether they put it in standard or not. And that 41%, we need to persuade them to put it in a standard so people don't have to pay extra. And then the purchase intention is also measured. And these rates make Netherlands best in class throughout Europe. we reach with DAB Plus now a mass market. Uh, So the usage has tripled in two years to 13%, and that's more than 2 million people. And our ambition is, and that uh, elaborate, collaborates with what uh, 100, uh, art, Article 105 through Europe, European legislation, is that every radio assault uh, can receive digital. So this is where we're working on. And we estimated in 2023, all lis- of, of all listening, 70% will be digital. So DAB+, successor of FM, more channels, digital sound quality, Easy to use, free to air, no gatekeeper, no subscription or login needed. And if you are a broadcaster, join forces, collaborate, and um, enjoy the ride. It takes time, though. Thank you. Thank you. Any questions, (coughs) points, discussion? Yes. Regards to the moving forward, uh, speaking towards going digital, um, clearly this has something to do with uh, the social. Oh, we are now. Yes. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> um, just uh, speaking to the move to digital, clearly this has something to do with uh, the social and mainly the economic uh, situation in a particular country. So, speaking towards migrating to say, for example, into outer Africa. Clearly, that would be a, lot, a much. It, it would be a longer process than what it has been in uh, Europe. Well, uh, yeah, that might be so. I cannot judge for that. Um, I know it's different phases. Uh, after my, me, will, uh, Norway will speak, yearn, and uh, they took many years. The first uh, DAB uh, broadcast until the switch over last year to, DAB, uh, to fully switch off FM it took many, many years. We are only working on it for four and a half years. So that's quite fast, and that's probably right. You are probably right because Germany is doing it, Italy is doing it, Austria will start, Belgium is doing it, UK. So we are in an environment where you're not alone. But somebody needs to start, and it's already in 42 countries. So thank you. No more? Oh, hello. Uh, Hi, thanks. Um, you mentioned earlier that uh, during the construction years, as you call it, of Dab Plus, that the um, existing FM commercial broadcasters were given some protection or exclusivity. How, for what amount of years or what period were they given that, that protection? It went in two steps, actually, from 2011 to 2017. there was the first uh, lengthening of the FM licenses that they uh, had and that were supposed to end in September, 2011. So they were lengthened to 2017. And then again, they were lengthened to 2023. So in the end, one would say it's from 2011 to 2023. And so, yeah, that's what happened amongst others. Oh, uh, (laughs) Piers. Yes, Piers. Well, I don't know yet. No, we're lobbying. <laughs> no, I don't know yet. I can't predict the future. But uh, of course, uh, we, are, we are working on adapting the, uh, the adoption of DAB as soon as possible. Whether it's good enough, quick enough, uh, whether the 70% will be lived up to, I can't predict right now. It's something we work towards. And uh, that will have an impact on the decisions made by then. So there could be an auction or there could be less FM frequencies. I don't know. Yep. OK. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thanks, Jack.